What's up, everyone? Welcome to the St. Philip Sports History for September 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is fall. It is beautiful outside. College football is kicking off. My Owls kick off uh, today at 2 against Akron. I'm anxious to see what this year brings. They um, they should be better than last year's team who won, I think, three games, uh, which I cashed the over two and a half wins last year. Uh, I'm anxious to see what Eli Warner does, uh, Stan Drayton. It's just it's frustrating because of everything that's going on with the transfer porter and now all of the realignment. Where does that leave Temple? I don't know. Uh, this is going to be a pivotal year for them because if they can somehow show they can be competitive with a new coach, maybe they can get an invite to one of the – I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I do like that minus the 10 points today. I did put a future wager on them over five wins. I did that because make sure you get – if you're going to do that, not that you even asked me for my opinion, but I'm letting you know. I did the five wins because uh, I didn't like five and a half because six, I, I think the number is good. At least with five, we have the push potential, so we'll take it. But the Owls over five wins, but I do like them minus the 10 points at home today against Akron. We will have more on that tomorrow. Uh, tough one for the Phils. So lost seven to five, battled back. Uh, it definitely was a playoff atmosphere. And obviously, Alec Bohm is catching the brunt of everything for the error he made with the bases loaded that would have essentially ended the inning. However, I think the larger issue is the fact that the bases were loaded in the first place. Um, Alvarado's not been pitching well. The bullpen in general has not been doing well. And I think that's a larger concern. They've been walking a lot of people the past few games. Uh, and it's cost them too now. Um the, the Last Angels game and now this one here uh, in the Brewers. But even in the, the rest of that Angels series, the, the bullpen was a little shaky. Uh, not quite time to panic yet. Uh, but I, I'm anxious to see how the rest of this weekend goes before we can kind of blow it off as nothing to worry about. They still are two and a half games up on the Cub for the Cubs for the first wild card spot. Four and a half uh, total. So that's good, but I, I want to see them come back out with a little bit of fire today uh, and see, because that was a blown opportunity. That was a golden opportunity going into the eighth inning with a two-run lead, and then I think it was a two-run lead. Uh, yeah, they were up 5-3. to three. Uh, So it's just anxious to see what they can come back and do today. Uh, if you want more Phillies coverage, check out our friends at 2008 Phils. Uh, probably through the rest of the season at this point, 75% off a subscription to their site. It's the world's biggest Phillies email newsletter. Uh, you get the access to the full access to the site, the 2008 World Series Championship Banner T-shirt. 2008 Phillies will follow you, access the special giveaways, all for just $2 a month, $20 for the season. Uh, the link is in the description exclusively for this day in Philly sports history listeners. A couple other housekeeping things I mentioned. Back to the Future will tape the Eagles preview special next Wednesday night and then have that up hopefully by Thursday in time for kickoff of the first game. But you'll definitely have it before the Eagles start. I'm working on some other things next week as well I'm excited about, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I mentioned it yesterday, but if you haven't, today might be a good day to have your coffee outside. Check out the Clashing Conferences podcast. 
a uh, few friends of mine started this. It's really entertaining, like, and I like the whole concept and the whole premise of it. Uh, I'll include that link in the description as well. But that's the Clashing Conferences podcast. Uh, representatives from each of the NFC East teams just kind of talk trash and break down uh, the NFC East for you. Uh, but like I said, I love this concept. I love the trash talking and the, the banter that goes back and forth. So uh, the best is yet to come for that. So go check them out and support them. And that is it for housekeeping. Um, I did read a thing for the Sixers. Now, apparently Embiid, there's rumors or reports going around that uh, he trusts Daryl Morey still, despite what's happening with the James Harden situation. And to me, that's all well and good, but I need to hear Joe say that. Why can't Joe just come out and say, hey, I'll support. And especially now that training camp's going to open, I feel like that would be a good leader type move. So I'm a little concerned that he's not speaking that publicly. Um I, I don't know. I think he's the MVP now, but he needs to, to mature and step up as a leader, and this is the perfect opportunity for him. Uh, so we, we'll see what goes on as we inch closer to training camp. Uh, the Eagles, I missed this the other day. It had a Kelly Green block party. It looked like down in Fairmount. And, I mean, it was just chaos. Like, absolute pe- people. I shouldn't say chaos. There's just people everywhere. And that's why Eagles fans are the best. Just random kick off the season pep rally. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people show up. And that is why we are the best fans in the world. Uh, Yeah, I'll throw it out there. The world. Um, You know who the best apparel site is in the world? That's Philly Goat. Uh, They are the goat for a reason. Go check out Philly Goat. Get your back to school. Uh, items they have the Kelly Green Eagle shirts, they have regular Eagle shirts. Uh, the Believe, the Trey Hay kid, Trey Turner hit a homer last night. Um, all of that, just you name it, they have it, and they're always coming out with no like he's very on top of the pulse of the city and uh, being able to just read what people want, and then boom, there's a t shirt for it. So go check them out, phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. You will not be disappointed. Okay, today we are going to go back to 1979. And in August, I keep wanting to say August, September 2nd, 1979, the Eagles opened up at the Vet against the Giants. They won that game 23-17 in route to a 11-5 season, a wild card berth, uh, their second playoff spot in a row, and a playoff win over the Bears. But in that game, they scored 23 points in the second quarter, including a 46-yard field goal by rookie kicker Tony Franklin, who became the first barefoot kicker in the NFL. And I tried to do some research on this, and depending on where you look, there were either four, five, six, seven. There wasn't many barefoot kickers, but the idea was They thought that by kicking barefoot, it would give them more control over the ball. Uh, It did not necessarily catch on. However, the Eagles do hold the distinction of having two barefoot kickers. Tony Franklin uh, was in played in the, on the Super Bowl team in Super Bowl 15, uh, and then in 1984, Paul McFadden was drafted, and he also was a barefoot kicker. So 
The Eagles have the distinction of having two of either four or seven barefoot kickers in NFL history. On this day, they beat the Giants 23-17, Tony Franklin becoming the first barefoot kicker to kick a field goal in NFL history. And another thing uh, I noticed, too, in doing the research, there's like the barefoot kicker camp, and then there's the people that use tape, and they don't count that. Like, it was... There's a whole subculture of barefoot kickers. Like, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Do start Googling barefoot kickers. Uh, but on this day, it was Tony Franklin becoming the very first in NFL history for the Eagles. All right. In September, we are doing who wore it better and going through the numbers. Uh, big, some of the bigger numbers in Philly sports history. Yesterday, in honor of Randall Cunningham, we did number 12. Uh, and the battle was between Simone Gagne, Randall, Mark Macon, and uh, Mickey Morandini. And Randall did run away with it. However, I caught some flack, and, and rightfully so. And this is what I, I appreciate, and this is what I want to do. Apparently, Simone Gagne was not the right number 12 to pick for the Flyers. I mentioned Tim Kerr in Notables who wore number 12. Uh, the Flyers fans got at me and said Tim Kerr should have been the representative. Um, I don't necessarily disagree, uh, but I did, like, just so you're aware, I did both of the Tim Kerr and Simone Gagne both played in uh, the same amount of seasons for the Flyers, 11 seasons. Uh, obviously, Tim Kerr had much higher points and, and totals. Uh, I, I went Gagne, probably more of a recency bias, but. Thank you. That's the kind of that's that's what I wanted to have this podcast start. The feedback on that. So yeah. So Tim Kirsch, but I don't think it could have been anybody. I could have put Kyle Schwarber in there, and Randall still would have gone away with number twelve. All right. But today, who wore it better in honor of Tony Franklin, who was number one, as well as being the first barefoot kicker? We're gonna look at who wore number one better. Um, my, one of my all-time favorite numbers is number one. I wore number one in Little League uh, in honor of Ozzie Smith because I played shortstop. I loved Ozzie Smith. Uh, even into college and rec softball, whenever I could pick a number, uh, to this day I still pick number one. Uh, just And numbers obviously mean certain things to, to everybody, but that was uh, what it meant to me. But in Philadelphia, some notable number ones. Tim Thomas of the Sixers. Gary Anderson, another kicker. Cody Parkey, another kicker. Samuel Dallenbear, Michael Carter-Williams, and Mike Scott. Uh, he ain't no bitch. Uh, but today, who wore it better? And this one, this is what we're going to get. Sometimes it's going to be easy like yesterday with Randall. This one, whew, buckle up for number one. We got, obviously, your quarterback, number one, Jalen Hurts. Uh, still relatively recent, probably if you do this in 10 years, might be a runaway winner. Uh, but right now we got Jalen Hurts for the Phillies. Richie Ashburn, who is a Hall of Famer and has the number one retired with the Phillies. We have, we've been talking a lot about him. And just because of his body of work, I will include him reluctantly. James Harden of your Sixers is currently number one. Um, I say currently because he probably will not be there much longer. And finally, for the Flyers, we have goalie, Hall of Famer, and his number is retired as well, Bernie Perrant. 
it's your turn. Who wore number one the best? This one is tough. I mean, personally, I probably, uh, it's got to be Ashburn or Perrant. And I don't think you can make, you can go wrong either way. But tell me what you think. If you're on Spotify, the poll will be up. Hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Jimbo underscore Mont. On Instagram, it's Philly Jimbo. Text me, whatever. Let me know who wore number one the best. Is it Jalen Hurts, Richie Ashburn, Bernie Perrant, or one James Harden? All in honor of Tony Franklin, who on this day in 1979 became the first barefoot kicker in the NFL to kick a field goal. It's college football. Let's go Owls. Go Blue. But hopefully the Phillies can bounce back tonight. Just a good, good sports weekend. This is why I love the fall. Got to try to squeeze in some chores in between as well. But this has been This Day in Philly Sports History. Go have yourselves a Saturday. I'm Jim Montgomery, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.